the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit YourDiscipleshipCoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, greetings, and thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, your host, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today, in this episode, we're going to be talking about growing capacity to overcome obstacles. I have with me that will be on this show a guest, a friend of mine, president of Heritage Counseling Center, and he's going to be with us as we talk about this topic today, about growing capacity to overcome obstacles. But I want to introduce the topic to you first as you listen in. See, as a discipleship coach, I'm, I'm talking to you today from sort of two perspectives, discipleship and coaching. And as a discipleship coach, I use what I've coined as the now what principle. For example, you might say I've committed a sin. As your discipleship coach, I might ask you this question. Now what? Or, hey, I've finished this degree. Well, now what? I've lost my job. Now what? See, good or bad circumstances impact our life. But coaches move people from what we call a present reality to a future reality. Discipleship, especially thinking about discipleship coaching, discipleship is the same thing. It's an ongoing process. We say words like, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Discipleship then is not moving someone from lost to found. But discipleship is moving someone from found to spiritual maturity. See, whatever word you choose to use, maybe it's evangelism or discipleship or formation, whatever it is, we are can agree that salvation is a transformative experience. experience. It, it transforms our lives. And I'm not trying to exclude salvation from the discipleship process, but the emphasis, the emphasis is moving from that platform of being saved, being a follower of Christ, where we help people grow spiritually. So from present to future, growing from where we are now to where God desires us to be with him. So today we're going to talk about that growth process And we're going to talk about growing our capacity to overcome obstacles in our life. You know, there's another helping profession that helps people do this very same thing, and they use different resources, and and that helping profession is counseling. Now, counseling is unique to coaching in that they explore the past, the present, 
and the future. They take the whole story and put it together. And I did a little research this this week, and I found out what the Bible says about counseling, at least some of the thoughts. Hear them. Proverbs 15.22 shares this truth. Without counsel, plans fail. But many advisors, with many advisors, they succeed. So counsel becomes important. In fact, Jesus said, when the Spirit of Truth or the Holy Spirit comes, He will guide you into all truth as a counselor. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak and He will declare to you the things that are to come. So He is your counseling guide. First Thessalonians, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. It's about this partnership of building each other up. And again, I'll I'll give one more scripture from the Proverbs. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. So counsel is important to our development as a person and our growth as an individual, even in Christ. And so this idea of a counselor is someone that helps in that process. A counselor might be someone that shares counsel or wisdom But I want you to think about a counselor as a professional. Professionally, a counselor is someone that helps another person discover freedom or or be exposed to victory in their life from something that might be holding them back. They are a collaborative partner looking at the past and the present so they can realize the future that God has for them. So counseling, therefore, is this process where a counselor becomes a partner with someone with someone so they can find joy and freedom. So Christian counseling would say, it's this partner that helps someone find joy and freedom that's available in Christ. So today we're going to talk with a friend of mine who runs a couple of counseling centers. His name is Scott Hendrickson, and he's the president of Heritage Counseling Centers. In fact, he's sitting with me in the studio today. Scott, it's so great to have you with me right here in the studio today. It's good to be here, Mike. It's always good to be here. I love what you do. I love what you're working towards and in discipleship and coaching. We partner with what we both do together. We partner in helping people move forward. Um, I mean, I think that's really the ultimate goal is to get us. Jesus says he who looks back, grabs the plow and looks back is an unfit servant. Mm. Right. And so the, the goal is, is to be loosened from what's behind us so that we can look forward and be productive. That is so great. And I'm glad to hear that. I know the skills in which I've trained and trained in as a coach is we, we kind of move from the fact that people are at a good place where they're not looking back, but you have this unique opportunity to help people look back so they can look forward. And I love hearing you talk about that. In fact, and I know we have a little bit of time here, but we were talking this week and you shared this story uh, about about your dad, and and it really kind of frames uh, the rest of our conversation. Would you mind taking a minute and just sharing this story with our audience today? Sure, sure. My dad was a uh, he was an auto body repair man and me- mechanic. In fact, he had a number of heart attacks to the point that he couldn't work for somebody else. So we moved out into the country. He built a garage. Well, 
he had me do a lot of the work. But anyways, we... Um, free he, labor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a lot of free labor. And uh, so we built a garage. And, and so it was a little bit out in the country. It was kind of an exurb of the Twin Cities. Um, we would have uh, customers bring their car out to... They would just leave their car, drop it off. We would... Uh, just just to be repaired, we'd fix it. He would fix it. And then he would park it back out into the parking lot. And in the middle of the winter, there'd be a big snow between the time he would park it and the customer would come and get it. And if I didn't do my job, which was to shovel and to plow, um, the, the customer would come and get in the car, turn the car on, uh, put it in reverse and hit the accelerator and the wheels would spin. And it does surprise me living in the north how somebody, the next decision they would be, they would make would be to hit the accelerator a little bit more. And of course, what, is ha- what happens, the, the wheels spin, they, w- they spin faster, and uh, then the car begins to sink and, and they would get stuck. Um, what I would do is I would, I would watch my dad. He'd go in, he was gentle, he was kind, he would walk up to the person, he says, you need some help? And they go, yes. He would get them out of the car, he'd get in the car, and the first thing that he would do, we all know what he would do, he rocked the car, but the first thing he did was he stopped, and then he put it in the other direction, and he slowly started to move back. Mm. Instead of trying to stay committed to a direction that you were stuck in, he would rock back into the mud, into the hole, and up the other side, and then pause. And then he would put it back in the other direction, but it was not the intention to get out of the hole, but to slowly move through it and gain some momentum. And then he would stop again, and then he would back up, and then keep going back and forth, but with intention and with a a sense of pace, he would gently go back and forth until finally he could get enough uh, momentum to get through the hole and get the car moving in the direction that the client the customer wanted to get going. There is so much there that you really there set is. us up for a great conversation. But I, I hear two thoughts here. One is you, you mentioned that sometimes if, if we've applied the story that, that people will stay committed to a direction they're stuck in. Yes. Well, there's a lot to unpack right there and, and we'll do that a little bit at the second half of the show. But I, I love what you said. Um, the goal was not just to eliminate the rut. But you, I wrote down this phrase, uh, and it's kind of my uh, sort of summation of what you said, is that we can learn to gain momentum through the rut. Yes. Wow. Can you just give us one thought about that? We have about a minute left here. And what does that mean, to gain momentum through the rut? I, I think what it means is that um, as you learn about where you're stuck, mm. um, the more you learn about where you're stuck and why you're there, you gain a, a sense of mastery mm-hmm. over it. And the more you uh, understand where you're at, the more what is holding you back, and the more you can actually pull yourself back uh, into the other direction, um, you can gain like a hill to, to, mm-hmm. to uh, uh, pour down. Remember that when you were a kid and you had a bike, the, the greatest thing was to get on a hill so that you could just pour on the burners mm. and go as fast as you could. Well, you couldn't do that if you were at the bottom of the hill. Mm. And uh, I think what my dad did was he, he he pulled it back through the rut on the other side to gain some momentum to get through it. 
I think that's so powerful. Sometimes that's what God does. He doesn't just eliminate the ruts in our life, but he empowers us to make it through. And sometimes we have to retrace the path. And and we think, why are we being, quote unquote, dragged through the mud? And what God is doing is giving us the momentum to get out. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, and I think the word you used embrace is a really good word because we sometimes when we are stuck, we become so fixed on the out that it keeps us stuck. Well, let's talk more about that in the second half. As you're listening now, it's to AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for staying tuned to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, your host, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today, in this episode, we've been talking about growing capacity to overcome obstacles. I'm with a friend of mine, President of Heritage Counseling Center, Scott Hendrickson, who just told us a great story about him and his dad. And so it it caused me to ask Scott as we get into this part of the show. And you talked about this car rocking back and forth, a real story, but it's also a metaphor for, for our lives. Who, in your opinion, might need to sort of rock through the mud in our life? How can this story, who can it help? I think it can help the a lot of people, okay? First of all, let's think about married people, people who are stuck in their conflict mm-hmm. to the point that they are just looking to get away from the conflict, that it only perpetuates the conflict, and they stay in the conflict as a result. Sometimes they're afraid to come back to the conflict where the mud is mm-hmm. um, in order to really calm down, calm themselves, wait for their partner to calm down so that they can... Uh, have some love for each other and and work through it together. I think of a person who is afraid. They've had they have serious legitimate reasons to be afraid. They've been traumatized. They've been hurt. They've been abandoned. They've been rejected. They've had failures. They've had losses, and and that is those are all sources of pain, right? And who wants to who wants to stay where there's pain? Mm. And and so we become fixed on a spot that we think is pain free. And and as a result, we 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 hit the accelerator. We want to get away from the fear, the place where there we might think there is fear, or where there's the pain, as far as we can. And so, what this is like, this is like let's put it in reverse and let's sink back into that place where there is pain together, um, and maybe go a little bit back where we can gain a different perspective and so that instead of the pain dominating us, we feel like we can gain some mastery over it. This is so good. You're you're telling us that rather than just trying to escape the pain, that in in a Christian sense, God can empower us with mastery over the pain. Because in our weakness, the Bible says he is strong, right? That's so good. Who who else can, can... can this idea, this story help? Well, I don't want to gloss over what you just said there. Right. In our weakness, mm. he is strong. Because 
sometimes we are afraid of our weakness. We are convinced that we are so weak that here I am in this painful moment. I'm not sure if I have enough strength or enough mental capacity or emotional capacity or relational capacity Mm -hmm. to pull myself away from it. And so I put all of my energy to avoid or control against it. And, and what we have to recognize is number one, we're not alone. And it is in that very place that God reigns and God excels. And so let that be a little uh, source of hope, I think. I like that. And, you know, I know we're not alone because God is with us, but but so are the relationships in our life. And in this context, the counselor can, can be with us. So so I know that you, you're a great counselor. And, and maybe with our those that are listening today, I wonder, is there any sort of... Uh, practice or exercise maybe you can help because we're all trying to to grow our capacity to overcome obstacles is there anything that you can maybe help us with practically today yeah you know what i think what i'd like to help people do is to be able to sit with their pain Mm. or sit with their fears um, or their hurts or their sadness um, and not feel like they are about to be undone um, over or overcome by it. Mm. And, you know, so, so this, here's a little breathing exercise. It feels like a breathing exercise, but it's not really, okay? But if I said, um, just pay attention to your breathing, just, just study your breathing, uh, feel it and pay attention to it uh, in the exhale, the inhale and the exhale, and, and you pay attention, you listen to the sound rushing through your sinuses and your nostrils, you feel your belly filling up with air and you're just you're just studying your breathing um and and i just say i want you to just stay on that keep your thoughts fixed on that keep your attention focused on that as soon as i say that there are going to be a bunch of thoughts like stories that are going to rush into your head mm-hmm. and they're going to try and distract you from what you're doing and you'll be like I'm breathing, I'm breathing, I'm paying attention to my breathing, and then I have this thought, I remember this point of failure, I remember this thing, this uh, this event that I have to attend to that I'm, I'm anxious about, or, or I remember a, a moment of failure that I just can't mm. stop thinking about. And, and what I'm going to ask you to do is I want you to acknowledge that and not struggle against it. Just accept that it's there. So it's like you're in the room with the fear or the pain or the thoughts, the thoughts that could be deeply uncomfortable or deeply anxiety-producing, and I'm going to ask you to accept that it's there. That That is the reality for all of us. You're not alone in that. And come back to paying attention to your breathing. So then you're going to start focusing on your breathing. You're going to inhale deeply, you're going to exhale, and you're just going to kind of establish a pace. And again, the thoughts, you're going to be distracted. Our minds are wonderful storytellers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I want you to acknowledge that. Yep, there's that, there's that, that uh, thing that I'm distracted again, with again. There's that to-do that's weighing on me. There's that confrontation that I am worried about that I have to have with my wife later on or my son because of whatever. Um, acknowledge it, but then come back to paying attention. And what I want you to do is uh, uh, feel the pain or feel the discomfort without struggling against it. Mm. 
it's kind of like when you go into a cold lake and you walk up and you get to your waist and you're shivering and, you're, and your mind is like, hmm, I don't think I want to go forward. Hmm. But then there's a, also a part of you that says, yeah, but I want to I go for a swim. And finally you sink into the water up to your neck and you just wait and it's shivering and it's cold and maybe even painful until finally you gain a sense of comfort. We're talking right now about growing capacity to overcome obstacles with guest Scott Hendrickson of Heritage Counseling Center. And you've been explaining to us, Scott, sort of a mindful exercise, which actually in coaching, we, we offer this as well, where people will then learn to completely be undistracted in their focus and not judging the other thoughts in their mind that you just explained, but to be fully present in the present moment. And what we do in a spiritual sense is as people empty their life, we encourage them to fill that back up, that empty, that void with with the Lord or truth or scripture. But it's interesting, you've talked about this with me before about the power of a counselor in that process. So like coaching, we help people do that alone. So talk about the power of, of uh, a counselor doing this with somebody. Well, I think the power of the, probably for both coaching and for counseling is in the power of the relationship. It's mm. the, it is the therapeutic bond, we call it, where it's a place where a person can face their fears for a moment. Here's the, here's the benefit. It's like, I don't have to face my fears for a prolonged days and days and days on end. It's for an hour where you can have a focused, planned effort to hold them, to feel them, to understand them, to walk around them, gain some insight, um, and then take a break. And with a, a series of, say, counseling sessions, you begin to uh, face it, you, get, you begin to uh, hold uh, uh, these emotions and these experiences and these memories, mm. and, and then all of a sudden, instead of them dominating you, you feel like you can be there with them. And you know this is what keeps us from being present in the moment is we are, our mind becomes so active in trying to avoid the pain or what is uh, hurtful or fearful um, that we don't think about what's where we're at. Mm. We only think about the way out, right? Which is sometimes it's avoidance and sometimes it's trying to control the moment. It's so powerful. So, so being present in that memory, in that pain, in that story, in a way is kind of like your dad in that car. And you might retrace that step because you've not been hijacked by that moment. Yeah. But God will give you the momentum to get out. Hey, thank you so much for being with us today. It's such a privilege to have you sit by, by my side here for your discipleship coach. And I'll ask my listeners, if you're ready to receive coaching or even discipleship coaching, you can access our free coaching readiness questionnaire at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Be sure to share your discipleship coach on your social media and follow this show and our podcast. But thank you for listening to Your Discipleship Coach today, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show has been brought to you by our sponsors, Heritage Counseling Center at heritagecounseling.com. And we've been gifted with Scott Hendrickson, the president of Heritage Counseling, with us today. The show has also been brought to you by Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com and by Professional Coach University. 
Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University, where you can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Visit ProfessionalCoachUniversity.com. Hey, thanks for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach. I am for you, and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? You're listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.